So we're talking about how to enable that natural awe that a person's supposed to have to Hashem. It is natural, but since the fear is found in the recesses of the heart, it does not affect one's actions and enable them to refrain from sinning. And therefore, they have to take steps that will reveal the sphere and ensure that it will affect one's actual deeds. And when a person realizes that Hashem scrutinizes his innermost thoughts, they will surely refrain from sinning and will seek instead to perform mitzvahs. As the rabbis of blessed memory said, reflect upon three things and you will not come to sin. Know what is above you, an eye that sees and an ear that hears. Now, although Hashem has no bodily likeness, so how can we possibly say that Hashem possesses an eye and an ear? Which seems to be like a bit of a tangent or a side point. But he says, on the contrary, this is the very reason that everything's revealed to him. Because he's not limited. When we say that Hashem does not possess any bodily likeness, we mean that he is not bound by the frailties of a physical body. A physical eye, for example, could only see physical, not spiritual. It could only see when there is adequate light, and only up to a given distance, and so on. Physical hearing is likewise limited. Hashem seeing and hearing, however, possess only the merits of these faculties, but none of their physical limitations, for it goes without saying that any quality possessed by created beings is surely possessed by their Creator. By way of illustration of what it means Hashem seeing and hearing, think of an individual who knows and feels within themselves all that is happening to and being experienced by each of the 248 organs, such as which organ is cold, which one's hot, feeling even the heat in their toenails, for example, as when it's scorched by fire. So also their essence and substance uh, do they feel. In other words, they feel everything. They also feel the organs themselves. And all that is affected by them is known to the person and sensed in their brain. One need not use their eyes or ears to see or hear what has happened to a limb of the body, such as the pain of a burned hand or foot, for they know and sense it. In a similar manner of knowledge, by way of analogy, Hashem knows all that befalls all created beings of both higher and lower worlds because they all receive their flow from life of life from him, as it is written, everything's from you. So just as the brain, which is the source of life for the whole body, knows what transpires within it, so too does Hashem, the source of all life, know what's happening with all creation. So literally, by knowing himself, as it were, Hashem, he knows all the created beings whose source of existence is in his true existence. But this analogy of soul and body, however, is only to calm the ear, to make it possible for the human ear and intellect to perceive how one may know about something without having actually seeing it or hearing it. In truth, however, the analogy of soul and body bears no similarity at all to Hashem and godliness and creation. Why? For the human soul, even the rational and divine soul, is affected by events which transpire within the body and its pain. In other words, you'll be, your soul will be affected by the circumstances of your life. Hashem, however, is, heaven forbid, not affected by the events of the world. In other words, His existence is eternal. It's not dependent on anything. None of the worlds can have any effect or change in Him, nor in His unity. In order to help us understand this well with our intelligence, the Kabbalists 
have already treated it and lengthened their books. However, all Jews, as descendants of the founders of our faith, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, are believers, descendants of believers, without any speculation of mortal intellect whatsoever. And they know that Hashem is everything, and everything is Hashem.